your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Good afternoon and welcome to this brand new show where you'll hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. I'm your host, Sandy Max, and in this hour you will hear how you can experience the dazzling life of Liberace. And today is a big day in Waukesha. The annual Christmas parade steps off at 4 o'clock on Main Street. You'll hear about how the sculpture was created to honor the strength of the community after the tragedy there two years ago. And we check in with two of the resilient and energetic Milwaukee dancing grannies who are preparing for this afternoon's performance. First, tis the season for a huge holiday community event next Saturday. I have a special guest and partner with WTMJ on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Hello. Sandy, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Tiffany Corris. I'm the Partnership Director at Casmeric Enterprises. And I'm so excited to be working with WTMJ on our Kids to Kids Toy Drive. So many years together now. How many years has it been? 18 years has brought us 300,000 toys, and we're still counting. Wow, that is 300,000 smiles on little faces. (laughs) Absolutely. I am excited because I will be there Saturday, December 9th, from 3 till 7, is a Celebration of Giving Toy Drive event. This is for anyone who comes to drop off a new toy is going to be delighted, not just by holiday decorations, but you have a great entertainment lineup. We do. It's going to be really fun, and it's a totally free event. For everybody that comes, and and hopefully people will bring a toy. It's not required, but we do ask to bring a new and unwrapped toy. The fun starts at three o'clock, but it all kicks off with the Kettle Moraine Lutheran High School Brass Choir, followed by the Thomas Jefferson Middle School Choir of Port Washington, and then we do this awesome tribute to the Ozaukee County first responders. They bring all of their vehicles and all of the toys that they've collected throughout Ozaki County, and they parade into the grounds with their fire trucks and their lights on, and it's a really impressive tribute. And it's dusk, and so the lights get turned on, and it's just a really heartfelt experience with our with our very own first responders. I know a lot of kids who get super excited when they see the fire trucks. Oh, it's so exciting. And they just, <laughs> they just light up the whole street. So that's a really fun thing to see. And we have performances that continue on with Webster Middle School Jazz Band, we're also bringing in the Milwaukee Bucks 414 crew. And then the high school students in the area have put together this mascot challenge, which um, will bring the mascots from the area, from the area high schools um, and Grafton, hopefully, you know, with their big football season this year. And we'll be doing a mascot dance off type of challenge. It'll just be really fun. <laughs> so you got music and dancing and mascots on stage, but you also have a lot of ways for kids to get hands on. We will have a craft zone and letters to Zanta that that kids can get their letters into the North Pole express style right from our mailbox. And there's going to be some animals. We have a petting zoo area. We will have hay wagon rides. We will have make your own s'mores. Mm. Um, Home Depot will be on site with um, a project of their very own that kids can, you know, do-it-yourself style project. And of course, the toys. There's going to be tons and tons of toy displays that are just really impressive to see what we've collected over the last couple weeks and months. Is there going to be a toy train there? There's a huge toy train that's inside. Everybody's going to be welcome to come inside. We'll have cookies and all the toys on display. And there is this huge 
toy train display that actually operates. And um, we have some special, wonderful people. Um, there's a couple. The Milliches come in and do this train display for us every year. And it's just a really cool thing to see. I feel like a toy train display brings out the child in everyone. And we are looking to bring out the kid, but we're also looking for you to bring out the toys for kids. Who receives these new unwrapped toys? So we work with a, a, a lot of different agencies to make sure these toys get distributed where they are needed most. The Salvation Army has been a huge help for us in, in distributing the toys. We also are working with big brothers, big sisters, and a lot of different areas in Ozaki County. There, the list goes on. And, and not only that, but we have local businesses also collecting on behalf of this effort. Fox Brothers Piggly Wiggly locations. We've got a significant amount of Cousins locations collecting toys. And Culver's is doing a special toy drive for us in Grafton. So not only are the agencies helping us, but the community is also helping collect toys. So it really maximizes the effort across the Milwaukee area. Tiffany, I want to ask you, is there a story that sticks with you since you've been working on Capco's Kids to Kids Toy Drive? You know what? It comes back to the kids. It's all about the kids helping kids and seeing some of our, our students in the area really participate they are the reason that keeps this toy drive going. So just by definition of what this event is, it, it, it truly is uh, all about the kids. Well, I see you on Saturday. I will be there. I cannot wait to see you. <laughs> I will be there. And hopefully you will have as wonderful of a time as we are all going to have out there seeing all the smiles and all the kids, and all the toys. And just thank you so much for your support. We'll have to make some s'mores together, Tiffany. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> you have time to get a toy this week and join me on Saturday afternoon for Capco's Kids to Kids Toy Drive, a celebration of giving event in Grafton, music, dancing, and mascots on stage starting at 3 next Saturday. I'm Sandy Max, Liberace on stage, and the Dancing Grannies in parades. Stay with me for those stories and more on What's on Tap on WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, bringing you stories of culture and creativity from Wisconsin and around the world on What's on Tap. And the man known around the globe as Mr. Showmanship was from Wisconsin, the legendary entertainer with the one-word name, Liberace. You're hearing some of his impressive and fun piano playing now. You can hear Liberace's music in person and get to know his journey brought to life by actor and Milwaukee-born man himself, the immensely talented actor and musician Brett Ryback. Brett is starring in the one-man show Liberace at Milwaukee Chamber Theater through next Sunday. He was a guest on What's on Tap recently, and he even brought in a candelabra to the WTMJ studio to add to the spirit. This is what Brett Ryback had to say about his experience performing in Liberace so far. I've so enjoyed stepping into his world and to the persona that he is. It's taught me a lot about, um, uh, about being a showman and... His legacy lives on in rock stardom in a weird way, even though he wasn't like a rock star, but like he influenced a lot of the people he that paved became the way for Elton rock John, stars. For sure. Elton John, Elvis, uh, David Bowie. I mean, and so it's, it's, when I put on that, the outfit and the rings, I, I, I'm like, oh, I get it. I feel flashier. I feel there's a, a, something that happens to me that I, I understand why he, you know, kind of was the showman that he was and it's really exciting and like it's an energy that I, that I get it's kind of a uniform almost you know, mm -hmm. once you put all of that on and and you feel more of that regal mm -hmm. grand i mean you call it a grand piano and then 
the candelabra yeah. adds icing to the cake. You know, yeah. there, there wasn't anybody who added more sprinkles and sparkles to a presentation and a performance, but to know that the world loved it. Yeah. And unlike Elvis, who you just mentioned, Liberace toured the world. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was beloved all over the world. Yeah, he really carved uh, his own path. You know, I'm, I'm reading a book that's sort of a contemporary account of, of uh, gay life in the 1950s in this country. And one of the big things that was important is conformity. And he was the absolute opposite. He was he was very much about individuality. He didn't want to lose his individuality. And he really allowed that to shine through uh, yeah, he didn't blend into the crowd. He didn't blend into the crowd, you know. And other people took that and ran with it, and and uh, and he suffered some blowback because of it. But ultimately, I think that that is one of the most enduring parts of his legacy. And Liberace's career is much more than all the glamour and glitz that we see. That's right. He was born right here in West Dallas, Wisconsin, and I'm sure you cover that. In the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And here we are in the Third Street Market Hall Studios, right downtown at the old Grand Avenue Mall. And do you feel your spidey senses tingling? Yeah, I think that one of his earliest jobs was at the Red Room restaurant in the old Plankington Arcade, which I think this is what that would have been. Yes, you just walked by the Plankington yeah. statue. I think it was yeah. right underneath that rotunda. Yeah, there. Was that who that statue is? Yes. Plankington? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Plankington Mr. himself. Mr. Plankington himself. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah. year-round greatness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do make a joke about it's now being a TJ Maxx, so. <laughs> which it is. <laughs> See, so I'm glad I could bring you a little bit yes. closer to that inspiration. What's something else you feel resonated with you or that you learned from his early Milwaukee life? Well, when when I would read the history or, or you know, um, both in the play and then in some of the books that he wrote and, and, and a biography about him, I can't help but it, there's so much about it that feels like my own story. He was a young, uh, you know, a young queer kid growing up in, in this area. It was naturally a gifted for music at an early age, did a lot of performing at an early age like I did, and then had this drive to go on to bigger, you know, uh, stages and bigger places. And I felt that, too. And and so it was just really interesting. I, I there was a lot about it that, you know, obviously different story, but felt just very familiar to me. I also understood, I think, that Midwestern hardworking, you know, he's such a self-made artist and individual, like he really built his empire from the ground up by himself. And I think that that's, you know, he's the child of an immigrant parent and from the Midwest, you know, salt of the earth, like nose to the ground, just get the work done. And and I, I identified with that. That's a great point, because you don't become such an accomplished pianist of all kinds of genres of music without that work ethic, without that artistic discipline that's right yeah yeah and he had a scholarship at the wisconsin conservatory of music for 17 years i mean that was really where he you know really worked his his uh, skill like there was at the wisconsin conservatory of music i mean he he is so much of this area and so much of milwaukee and i think that it's a really great opportunity for people here to come and celebrate one of their own and, and an icon and somebody who is maybe not as well known as he as he ought to be. You can see Brett Ryback in Liberace, the one-man show in this last week of performances at the Milwaukee Chamber Theater through next Sunday, December 10th. Waukesha Strong, the 60th annual Christmas parade there is this afternoon. Learn about the new memorial sculpture and what the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies have planned today next on WTMJ. 
You're listening to What's on Tap with Sandy Max on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, and this afternoon in Waukesha, thousands will gather to enjoy the 60th annual Christmas Parade on Main Street. There's a new sculpture at the Five Points intersection that is very special. And to tell us more about it, who's on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline? Uh, Jeremy Bartlett at Thrive Architects. And I'm Beth Daniel with Scathane LLC. And Jeremy and Beth, you have both been involved in a very profound project that now is a part of Waukesha's Main Street. Jeremy, can you describe what the Main Street Parade Memorial looks like? The Parade Memorial is essentially a three-part assembly, and it consists of concrete, metal, and glass and the metal portions are wrapped in a ribbon fashion that come together to form a heart and why is this design so special what inspired you to create this design there's a few pieces to it one is the idea of gathering and coming together and the heart became a symbol in the community after the parade tragedy we wanted to invoke the idea of basically taking ribbon and using these materials to create a message. And so that's what we did here. And what do you hope that message is that comes across? Uh, Togetherness. Um, The idea with this is that one ribbon represents the community that was lost, one represents the community that, that remains, and that we come together to support and basically uh, unite over this. And how did you feel, Jeremy, when you first saw the finished memorial that you imagined? <laughs> uh, that, that's, an amazing, that's an amazing feeling. Uh, when you picture something, you put it together, and you, you dream about it, and you, you assemble it. And, we, and I have an entire team here at Thrive Architects that, that worked on this, and we sat for hours collaborating, coming up with ideas. To finally see it, in real life, after after you've imagined it and pictured it and rendered it, it's just uh, uh, it's 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 awesome. It's an awesome feeling. And what do you hope the people who see it feel and respond to? I'm hoping that they that they find this as as a marker, a memorial piece, obviously um, that they can uh, look back, but also see in it that we're we're stronger together. That community matters. There's, there's so many people behind the scenes, people at the city, people, people in the community that give their time or donate or, or um, work for the community that they do their little bit of part every day. But, you know, they make this up, too. And it isn't just about one guy coming down a, coming down a, a parade and, and, and ruining, ruining lives and impacting people forever. You know, there's, there's the little things that go on every day to make everything better is something we should spend more time focusing on. And I'm hoping, you know, people look at this, that, that maybe they see a little bit of that in it. And Beth, Jeremy talks about a team putting this together. How did you get involved in the Main Street Parade Memorial? Five came to Scathane with the concept drawings and asked us if uh, we could build this. As a custom manufacturer, it was something that we looked at and said, yes, yes, actually we can. We have the expertise. We have the artists. And we were able to take the concepts and through many, many hours of meetings and deliberation, put together a plan for how this could we be built. And we relied on experts uh, within our company and experts in the community 
who were able to help us bring this all together and make it happen. What's one of your favorite elements of this memorial, considering it has metal ribbons and concrete? What's one of your favorite elements of it? I have to say I don't have a favorite because I really look at it as a whole piece. You know, the concrete is the strength and the stability of the community. It's the foundation. And the the ribbons are the the binding that ties it all together. It represents life. It represents, you know, the future. And it is a reminder of all that happened. And the glass is the piece that, that lights up and tells the story and gives hope. One of the things that stood out to me, I haven't seen it in person yet. I've seen the renderings and I look forward to seeing it soon. But I like the idea that with it being almost seven feet tall and four feet wide, that it's pretty substantial, but that the heart, you could see through it and you can see Main Street through it. And you can see through that heart in a lot of different angles. Yeah, that's yeah, that was a strong element in it. That you can look through it, you can look down Main Street, you can look through, and you can actually frame in any building and any person as they walk down the street. And I like that the heart is the center of it. And like you said, from many different angles, the heart is still the center of it. Beth, any other uh, takeaways from working on this project with Jeremy? Anything that you're particularly proud of or, or learned in the process? Well, I definitely am honored for the privilege of having taken part in this project, for Scafane to use the expertise that they possess from their artists and artisans to create this incredible memorial and this opportunity for people to bring healing, joy, hope to the um, to the experience of just viewing it, seeing it. They're planning on putting a bench near it so people can just spend time with it and remember. Congratulations to both of you on being able to see this project from ideation and all of the the partnership and the work together and now being able to share it with the entire community. So I say congratulations. I'm sorry that we even had to create a memorial, but to know that you're focusing on uplifting the community and bringing them together in this way is, is very beautiful. Well, thank you. And yeah, I will say that, like you put it in, in poetic words there, yep, it's a tragedy and it's a unfortunate that we we had to do this uh, and put this together. But at the same time, there's a stronger message that hopefully will last a much longer time. And that's, that's, a, that's what our goal is here. Thank you very much, Jeremy and Beth. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. You can now see the Waukesha Main Street Parade Memorial that Jeremy Bartlett of Thrive Architects and Beth Daniel of Scathane created. It's on Main Street at the Five Points intersection in downtown Waukesha. Today, the 60th anniversary of the Waukesha Christmas Parade, and the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies will be there, Waukesha strong and carrying on. Hear from the co-leaders of this fun group on what they have planned. Next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. I'm Sandy Max. The 60th annual Waukesha Christmas Parade steps off at 4 o'clock today on Main Street. Two years ago, the entire country learned about this community because of the awful tragedy 
when a man drove an SUV into the parade for blocks as it was happening. Four of the six people killed that evening were part of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies, a group that continues today because they truly have carried on and embodied the Waukesha Strong mentality by continuing to perform and to honor those loved ones that didn't survive that day. Right now, the current co-leaders of the original Milwaukee Dancing Grannies are on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. I'm Jan Kwiatkowski. I'm one of the co-leaders of the Dancing Grannies. I'm Jean Knudsen, another co-leader of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies. Welcome to What's on Tap, and how did each of you get involved with the Dancing Grannies organization? Uh, This is Jan. Uh, Wow. Uh, Before I was a grandmother, but, uh, you know, we we were just married and, and all of that. I saw the Dancing Grannies in the Wauwatosa Parade and thought they were pretty cool. And just made up my mind that one day when I was a grandma, I was going to do that when I grew up. You're not alone in that, Jan, because I have a friend that I work with named Angela, who I think her daughter just graduated high school. And she's not a grandmother yet. But she when I told her I was interviewing the two of you, she was like, oh, my God, I want to be a dancing granny someday. Find out how I do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you can aspire to be a dancing granny, even when you're not one. Exactly. Exactly. And Jean, how did you get involved in the dancing grannies? Basically, this similar way of as Jan. However, I think I joined before she did. I joined in 2015. Uh, my kids were grown out of the house and I just needed to do something. So I decided to join for the exercise, the friendship and, you know, also performing and that has kept me very busy. Were each of you dancers before this? No, I was not. I did. I started dancing when I was a kid. I danced with one of the Polish dance troops in Milwaukee and started performing, I don't know, maybe I was around six, seven years old and did that, I think, until I was in my early teens. Got the performing and dancing bug a long time ago. So I guess uh, the choreography is something that anyone can pick up then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dancer to do it. What are the criteria to become a dancing granny? Right now it is uh, 55 or older, unless you are a grandmother before that. So if you're a grandmother at, say, the age of 50, you can certainly join us. Um, You do not have to be a grandmother, but if you are not, it's 55 and older. Interesting. It's almost like the Real Housewives on Bravo. Not all of them are married, you know. Right. (laughs) Partly we're also trying to give recognition to the fact that the world is a different place, and there are a lot of women who serve in a grandmother-type role that may not be biological grandmothers, but are grandmothers in action and heart, maybe. What a wonderful way to phrase that. You're absolutely right. You know, the saying of it takes a village to raise a child and that you don't have to be a biological grandparent to care for a little one or or give that love. Exactly. What is the goal of the Dancing Grannies group? Well, we have multiple goals. We're, you know, trying to refine it into a nifty mission statement. But our goals are certainly friendship, wellness, socialization, health, you know, performing and and bringing joy to the community. And also we're trying to define how are we going to give back? One of the most important areas to us as second half of life women where we can make an impact and give back to the community. And what are some of those ways that you have given back? Because I think that just the sheer joy of seeing you perform is definitely a way of bringing that spirit to people who watch you at the parades. 
Yeah, definitely. There's no question about that. It's it's really fun watching the different faces of all the different age uh, people and, and kids and teenage boys and, you know, just all the different ages as we go down the street. But some of the other ways we started to give back um, are by doing what we call standalone performances, uh, performances more like in a skilled care or possibly a, a community event. There was an event in Waukesha for the first responders. We've done a performance at one of the um, Panther soccer games when the freshmen were welcome to town and, and UW figured what a better way to welcome freshmen from out of the city and make them feel home than to have a bunch of grandmas. Come <laughs> That's a great point. Kids missing yeah. their families. That is a very warm welcome. What are some of your performances that are coming up so we can see the Dancing Grannies? Saturday, we are in West Dallas, 4.45 p.m. start. And Sunday, the Waukesha Parade at 4 p.m. We have four appearances at the Enchant Christmas at the Rock Complex in Franklin. Uh, we will be appearing there on December 8th. December 16th, December 23rd, and December 30th. And then also next week, Saturday, December 9th, we will be appearing at the Wave Game. I think that's a 6 p.m. start. Fun. And then we have a few skilled care and nursing home events, too. Oh, that'll be lovely. Round up the year. Yeah, that'll be lovely at the holidays. It sounds like you, you ladies are in demand. We are. We are very much in demand. Um... Right now, we are booking for 2024 and also into 2025. So if there are any communities out there that would like us in their parades, please send us a message and uh, let's connect. You are popular ladies all the way into 2025. I haven't even bought a calendar for that year yet. I just did. I just did. It's on its way. Actually, it's going to go until 2028, so I can keep booking away. Stay with me for more with Jan and Jean of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies next on WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, and the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies have been an inspiration to many since before the Waukesha Christmas Parade tragedy of two years ago that killed six people, four of them were part of the Dancing Grannies group. They are performing in today's Waukesha Christmas Parade, and we pick up our conversation with the co-leaders of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies, Jan Kwiatkowski and Jean Knudsen. And Jan, how big is the Dancing Grannies group? We have uh, 28, right, Jeannie? 29. 29 active, right. Yeah, 29 dancers, and then we have a whole host of what we call sparklers, who are volunteers which is the biggest group in granny history. All of us are actually going to be there at Waukesha, which is going to be pretty cool. But the the beauty of having a group this large is that it allows us now the flexibility to do the outreach, the standalone performances, because a lot of us still work and, you know, can't do something during the day. But those that don't are able to go and do some of these things. Now, you mentioned Waukesha, of course, and that all of the Dancing Grannies will be there in force with the Sparklers volunteers. But I have to think that it's also going to be a bittersweet day with it being two years since the tragedy that happened at the Waukesha Christmas Parade. How have the Dancing Grannies been coping through that experience and that grief? You know, it's, it's, 
ongoing process. The first year was very much um, survival, you know, like after any any major event or loss in the life of a of a person of a family and, and you know just figuring out how to get through it it's doing everything new the first time without the the people that you lost and making changes that you never figured you'd have to plan you never figured you'd have to do and managing all the emotions that come with everybody grieving a, a different way and certainly people recovering some, from some very serious physical injuries and significant emotional trauma. Uh, but we, we were just determined that we were going to figure out how to do that and be pretty transparent. I think that um, I always say it's, it's not all pom-poms and, and um, sparkles. There's a lot of darn hard work um, that goes on in between. The second year, I think, was like now learning how to grow into the new reality of who the grannies are and, and how we've evolved in a way that in many ways was forced upon us, but in, in the same way um, has just really broadened this group. We're now a, a corporation, uh, which we, we had to do after the donations we received. We became a 501c3. We're working on mission and outreach and, and just putting all those things in place that make an organization functional. What an example of the phrase that got used so much and still stands of Waukesha Strong to feel the community and have the community legitimately show up for Dancing Grannies. And like you said, with donations and just the emotional support, the actual support of coming out and showing up whenever you are performing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can say just for me personally, um, when we are performing and people start cheering and clapping and doing the heart sign with their hands, I mean, that still brings tears to my eyes. It, it can be very emotional, but we know we're doing the right thing. We didn't know what we were, what we were going to do at first when this all hit us, but Jan and I decided to team up together and give it a try. And we all, we thought if it, succeeds it you know that's a great thing but if it doesn't at least we gave it a try and we know that Ginny and Lee are up there cheering us on because they would not have wanted us to dissolve the group in any way what a wonderful sentiment and I, mm-hmm. every dancing granny that I have met has been fun and individual personalities and I got to travel with one of your dancing grannies to England on a Beatles and More trip. Mm-hmm. I got to travel with Susie Lance and her very oh. funny um. husband, Dennis. <laughs> yes. And she does say hi. Oh, good. Nice to say hi to you. Give a great big hello back to her. And what is one of the favorite songs that you are performing to? Jan, I'll go with you first. Oh, that's, there's two that I really like. I'm going to say Santa Baby. That was a song that Ginny choreographed. Uh, I think it was about two years before the Waukesha tragedy, and we were just really getting the the hang of it, but we've updated it a little bit, and I really like the update. So I think that's my probably my favorite. We'll watch for you to put a little bit of extra into Santa Baby Jan. And Jean, what's, what are your favorite songs that you're performing to? Uh, my favorite song for winter is Santa Claus is Coming to Town, 
and that is a new routine for us. It's just bubbly, and we do like prancing in there, which is something we have never did as far as our steps, and everybody's having fun with it. We want to see you ladies uh, with your pom-poms and your sparklers. Where can we get the updated schedule for Dancing Grannies? Find it on Facebook, Milwaukee Dancing Grannies. Yeah, follow us on Facebook because we always update it as we get uh, new parades and new events coming in. So this way you can plan your uh, calendar around us. All the way through 2025 (laughs) at this point. (laughs) You You never know. (laughs) It might be beyond that. (laughs) Jan Kwiatkowski and Jean Knudsen, co-leaders of the Dancing Grannies, going strong, and we look forward to seeing you dancing and spreading joy all around Wisconsin. Thank you. Thank you you so much, and thank you to everybody out there. Amen. We couldn't do this without everybody. Can I add one thing? Of course. We are the only... Milwaukee Dancing Granny Group, we are the original ones, so we're very proud of who we are, and even now, more so because we did survive and get through the tragedy. Um, You know, when the tragedy happened, there was six of us standing afterwards, and now we're up to 29, and the Waukesha Parade, as Jan said, everybody is going to be in the Waukesha Parade. So this is going to be our largest group ever to wear our winter blue costumes. So we will be making history in the Waukesha Parade. That is wonderful. And again, when you talk about winter blue, you think of all the blue lights that were lit after the tragedy Mm -hmm. two years ago. What a wonderful way to overcome this and come together. And as we say, Waukesha strong. What an accomplishment, ladies. Correct. Jeannie mentioned sending a message. Our email, milwaukeedancinggrannies at gmail.com. That's the, the best way to get a hold of us, milwaukeedancinggrannies at gmail.com. Get ready for your email to be flooded. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's what we're here for. See the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies today at 4 in the Waukesha Christmas Parade and check their Milwaukee Dancing Grannies Facebook page for their other scheduled performances. I'm Sandy Max. Next, hear one of the Dancing Grannies' favorite songs, Sung by the woman we wondered all week, will she or won't she be at the Packers game today? That's next on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blogs going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Today's song, inspired by Milwaukee dancing granny Jan Kwiatkowski, who just told us her favorite song to dance to in today's Waukesha Christmas Parade, is Santa Baby. And that version is by the woman who has talked about all week about will she or won't she be at Lambeau Field today to cheer for the visiting team. Here's Taylor Swift singing Santa Baby. Santa Baby, slip a sable under the tree.
to Baby by Taylor Swift. The song you should hear today since Taylor rumors were circling all week about whether or not she'll be in Wisconsin today. And more importantly, because it's a song, you'll see the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies performing in today's Waukesha Christmas Parade. I'm Sandy Max. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. You can hear What's on Tap weeknights at 6 o'clock, and you can catch up on What's on Tap anytime with the podcast Share it with your friends. You'll find that What's on Tap podcast at our website, WTMJ.com, and wherever your preferred podcast platform is. Have a great rest of your weekend.